It's another episode of the First and Gold Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Mana, and I'm here with JJ Post, as usual. And uh, this is a big episode, episode 15. So uh, It seems like it's been much longer, though. There, there, there have been several long hiatuses, so we're only episode 15. And this, this is a really momentous episode because we may have merch. It's not confirmed, but we may. No. And and you're probably not going to buy it, but we may have it. We 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 don't know yet, but if if you want us to follow up on that, that definitely tweet us at first single PC. All right, so we we haven't done anything since the mock draft episode. So Baker Mayfield number one. Crazy. Definitely. Um, when did we do that? The Saturday before. Yeah. Yeah, we did the Saturday before, and we didn't hear anything about Baker Mayfield going number one until, like, Wednesday. And when, when they said it was down to Josh Allen and Baker Mayfield, and I didn't believe it, I still went with Sam Darnold. Well? And we'll, we'll get into that later in the show, but it's a good thing. So Baker Mayfield, number one, do you think it was the right choice? I think it's an interesting choice, to be sure. Like, they definitely kind of went for the bold, go big or go home, and... That's kind of the Browns' new look. They're gonna, they. I mean, this they they can't go any farther down. They lost every game last year. They don't really have a, a they can't get worse basically. So I mean, I I respect it. They're gonna go for a, a bold one. They're gonna go. No, they definitely can go worse. You could lose sixteen games with the rookie quarterback that you invested the number one pick into. Mm-hmm. I I sixteen game losses and sixteen game losses. It's the same thing. I don't care who they quarterback with. It's not gonna get worse. So I I respect the choice. But over Darnold, Darnold was the consensus number one on on the board for quarterbacks. Everybody you talk to, it's all Darnold. And they picked Baker Mayfield, who a lot of people had either number three or number four, and not really number five because Lamar Jackson. But they, he was in that second tier for most of the scouting process. Yeah. Uh, moving on to number two, Giants picked Saquon Barkley. That yeah. ought to be a controversial one i the rumors were if darnold's there then darnold's the pick but i gettleman threw up a a great great smoke no not even a great smoke screen he always was saying it was barkley from the beginning and just come in and kick ass (laughs) i mean dave gettleman that ought to be it's a divisive choice dave gettleman is an old school guy saquon barkley is a consensus like, he's not going to bust. He's going to be solid. He might be great. But my the, what worries me is this is not a running league anymore. This is a league of passing. And while a running game is important, as seen by our struggles with that one, I'm not sure how worth it it's going to be. If, if, if Say he doesn't bust, but if he only turns out to be a solid pick, a decent player, a solid rotation player, that's not really worth it in a league where passing is king as of now. So, I mean... I think that it was the right choice because I really like Saquon Barkley as a prospect. I'm just worried about the potential downside of it. Saquon Barkley is one of the highest upside guys that I've really ever seen. Yeah, he's probably the most explosive player I've ever seen at the running back position in college. And I, it's really not even close. It's been him, maybe Ezekiel Elliott, and that's it really. I mean... Derrick Henry, but he wasn't really explosive. I, I mean, I'm, I'm obviously too young to, to really know how 
really explosive backs, but Bar Barkley was the consensus number one overall player, not just quarterback. And that was clearly the strategy that the Giants were going to do. And he's... I, I don't think there's any scenario in which he, he busts. He's going to be good. But he will always be compared to the number three pick of the draft, and that is Sam Darnold to the New York Jets. Oh. That is... Uh, you, you couldn't have asked for anything better if you're a Jet fan. Well, yes, you could have. What could you have asked for? Baker Mayfield. No, Sam Darnold is much better than Baker Mayfield. Sam Darnold has all the, the physical abilities, and he's a winner. He, he, I, I went back and I watched the, the Rose Bowl game, not all of it, but the, the highlights against the Penn State and Saquon Barkley. Darnold made all of those throws. Darnold was the best player in that game, and in a game that had the number two pick, Saquon Barkley. He, he just took over completely, and he, he won USC the Fiesta Bowl. Uh, USC? Uh, not, not last year. Uh, I'm not sure. It was the Rose Bowl the year before. Uh, it, it, yeah, it was the Rose Bowl against Penn State. Then. Yes. Yeah, something. So, Darnold, they, they all say he's he's best in the draft. And he's got to be the guy. If he's not, then it costs Mike McCagney his job. And he... Well, Todd Bowles is definitely gone if, he, if Darnold busts. But I don't think Darnold's going to bust. I just, there's a different feeling with this. The past three years, it's been Leonard Williams, Jamal Adams, and now Sam Darnold. All guys who are projected to be long gone by the time the Jets pick, and they've lucked out on all three of them. And that, that's not much to say about Mike McCagney. That's just... Other teams apparently not doing their job. Well, I mean, they don't have the same needs the Jets have. The Jets are going to pick based on their needs. The, so the top two teams had a need at quarterback. The yeah. Giants and the Giants the made it clear from the beginning that they were not valuing the quarterback at Why that pick. They, they trust all these Giants fans are always like, "We're never going to be this high again." <laughs> Which, uh, unfortunately, Giants fans, you are going to be this high again. Your team's mm. not that good. What do you mean not that good? Your team is not that good. Uh, I, I, get, I, I get that Gettleman's going for the win now, but you cut Brandon Marshall, and unless you're bringing in Brandon Spartan. Marshall was trash. Unless, Brandon just Marshall, dead weight. Brandon Marshall was not dead weight. Brandon Marshall he got was like still, 10 catches of the entire season. Yeah, over three games when he got injured. Carrying dead weight. I've rest I like the move. I, I, I think you got to keep him, because he's a veteran guy who can... Yeah, he's he's been a locker room problem for as long as he's been in the league, but he's, he's such a talented player. So... The Giants are not building for the future necessarily. They're building now, but I also like that they do have that eye on the future. In, in, That's why I think that Brandon Marshall cut. What quarterback in college right now do you think is gonna replace Eli? Who who's that guy? I don't know, but I didn't think any of these quarterbacks are necessarily that guy. Sam Darnold's not that guy. No. Why not? He's, I just he's, he's I thought he was overrated coming out of college. I'm not gonna lie. I think you're wrong. <laughs> Sam Darnold. Do you think Sam Darnold is the Lord and Savior to come and right. lead the Jets to glory? Right. Jets and the suffering Sam Darnold, please. I, I I have to like him. I'm morally obliged to like him. I'm morally obliged to go out and buy his jersey. <laughs> I'm he he better be good. If if he's not, then then uh you set the franchise back another 15 years from where it's already been set back and. We all know the Jets. Jets are known for getting set back a lot by quarterbacks. 
Look, uh, all I'm saying is the same stuff that uh, know, my dad said about Richard Todd. <laughs> so, uh-huh. so uh, number four, we're we're gonna go back after every like couple picks and see how our mock draft did, and it's not holding up. It's not holding water. Yeah, well, are any really? We struck we struck an iceberg, but people kind of I I thought they're going into the draft. People kind of saw Darnold falling to number three. Yeah, a lot of people had Baker Mayfield or Josh Allen going number one, and oh, yeah, a lot of it, I think everybody had Barkley number two, and it, it wasn't that hard to see why Gettleman made it known from the beginning, and you you couldn't have asked for anything more when you when you traded up to number three. They probably thought that they were gonna be picking between Mayfield and Rosen, but then you get to number four, the first real mock draft buster, Denzel Ward. They, the Browns put up a great smoke screen on Bradley Chubb. I, I thought they were getting him. The Browns said F your mock draft. Yeah, as they always do. But the Browns are a different breed. The Browns are a different breed. But I just didn't think that... I thought that Bradley Chubb was a far better prospect than Denzel Ward. I, 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 we had Denzel Ward going 8 to Chicago. We got a great player. Yeah, they got Rippon Smith is a great player. But uh, Denzel Ward for he he fills a need. I mean, ever since Joe Hayden left, even when Joe Hayden was there, they weren't great at <laughs> cornerback. They weren't great at anchor. But I, I don't know how you pass up the opportunity to pair Miles Garrett and Bradley Chubb. That would have been something to build on with Baker Mayfield as your quarterback and uh, and a couple of receivers and Landry and somebody else probably didn't they keep anybody from last year. Uh, they blew it up. Next uh, next big pick, I believe, we can probably... It was, it was Chubb at five. Yeah, Chubb at five. Yeah, Chubb and Von Miller. That's better than Chubb and Miles scary. Garrett. It, it's scary. Nobody's going to want those Broncos, but they didn't get that quarterback, which is... Uh, they're, they're rolling into next year with Case Keenum. That doesn't excite me, even with Chubb and Miller and that defense. And they, they got rid of Tlaib, so they I guess they're banking all on the pass rush because they if they can get to the quarterback quicker then then they're not gonna have to rely as much on that secondary as they traded Tlaib. Definitely. Yeah. Another so, big pick uh, would be Minka Fitzpatrick coming yeah, up. He fell. He fell. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, we had him going four. Interesting. I was. I'm a. I'm a fan of Minka. I'm. I'm obviously biased. Yeah, we said it before. Yeah, we're biased. I mean, I'm biased towards St. Peter's players. So. And from the area. Uh, Minka went 11. Uh, oh, Josh Allen, number 7. I, I don't think he's good. Yeah, I think Josh Allen was the kind of big question mark of the draft. Because uh, last time a non-Power 5 quarterback went, it was Nick Foles out of North Dakota State. And that turned out pretty well, needless to say. Of course, went out of North Dakota State, my bad. But yeah, needless to say, that went pretty well. Look, the, the comparisons are plenty between Josh Allen and Carson Wentz. And Ben Roethlisberger in that trade. Well, not really Ben Roethlisberger. As the guys in the draft like say, they're they they use all their like terms for uh, the the Caucasian players. Deceptive speed, a real lunch pail player, a gym rat. But yeah, he's all of those. He's a tough player. Yeah, he's Josh Allen's a big arm guy of Wyoming. Yeah, they they produce some uh some big guys Wyoming. Uh, he's got the big arm. He struggled with accuracy. That's that's yeah, apparently I, I was shocked that 
Well, I, I knew that we knew that they liked Allen, but I thought if you trade up to seven, jumping the Cardinals, they, well, you didn't even have to jump the Cardinals. You, you would in the, in the long run because they would trade up to ten. But I, I thought if you trade up right there, you're getting Josh Rosen because he's he, I I put I would put him second behind Darnold. Yeah, I mean, it it was an interesting draft. Uh, like it's hard to predict as always, but I mean. Like really, there were some of these things that were just just questionable. Like not questionable in the sense that like we don't know what they're doing. It's just not what you saw coming. So uh, I'll be interested to see how they turn out, how uh, how they get on with these new uh, picks, like uh, how Minka does, considering they a lot of teams let him fall. How uh, the what's it called Darnold does now that he was slept on by the Browns. So yeah, I'm yeah, I'm Darnold interested. Yeah, Darnold should be motivated and uh, bodes well for me. So, uh, Josh Allen, they're obviously going to be banking on A.J. McCarron now because by taking the boomer bust guy, you want to have the veteran option. Uh, what, what else happened in the first round? Um, uh, when you, next quarterback wasn't taken until, Josh I believe. Rosen. Yeah, Josh Rosen, he was and he, he's vocal about his. Sam Bradford is not starting a game for the. Josh Rosen is the most NFL-ready player, I thought, ahead of Darnold, ahead of even Mayfield. Mayfield was just such a head-scratcher at one. I thought I thought you could have. You had you have your choice of any of the five guys, Jackson, Darnold, Allen, Rosen, and Mayfield, and you take probably the third-best one. I thought I, it's not a concern. They went bold. It's not a concern of character. I don't think it's a concern of character. Because, well, no, it's a concern of character as to why they took Mayfield. It's because they apparently don't think that Darnold has the mental makeup and Mayfield does. And that's not a knock on, not, that's not me knocking Baker Mayfield's mental makeup because he is, I, I thought he had the best, he had the best, like, attitude in the draft. He's, I, I it's just, I, I don't care about the whole, I, I obviously do care about the police video and I, but I didn't think that's a reason to. It, it is a reason to stop a team from drafting in that high, but it's it's really not though because clearly clearly he's not like he's going to Cleveland. He's not going to New York. What what's he gonna get arrested for in Cleveland? He already owns Ohio. I mean, he, he's gonna play. Oh yeah, that was that he's, was he's a whole other issue. The flag in the, he's he's done it all in Ohio. He's. I, I I don't think it's gonna be a problem. He's one of the he's the toughest guy quarterback wise in the class. But I, I Darnold's just that guy talent wise that you needed to take if you're Browns. And and he's the youngest. He's twenty. Mayfield's twenty three. So I think Ryan Chazier walked. So that's impressive. I'm very happy for him. I think everyone is. Chazier yeah, is a class guy. Uh, the class organization. You may love or hate the, you may love or hate the the Steelers for being as good as they are, but they're, they're a classy organization. They aren't dirty. The Patriots, you can make shouts as to how how they act and how they how the some of their players and whatnot. And um, but no, the Steelers are a classy organization. They always have been. Always will be. In a draft with a lot of memorable players, that was the most memorable moment. Definitely. Because it, he, he walked on his own. It's crazy. Because he, that, that was just a gruesome hit. 
that he took a few months ago. Um, Lamar Jackson went 32 to Baltimore. How long before he starts and Joe Flacco's pushed out? Yeah, that'll be interesting. So, Lamar Jackson was an interesting case because there was that much hype out of him right before last year because of the, the yeah. Heisman. Nobody had him going, like, number one. Though. No, but they definitely saw him as, a, like, a higher first round pick, a player with a lot of upside. And this year wasn't his best. Like, he put up a good enough showing to keep his first round status, but he definitely slipped a little bit. So, uh, I think it's going to be interesting to I see how this translates. That they were going to take Lamar Jackson. Because I don't, I don't think you give up a future first round pick if you're not going for a quarterback. Especially for a project left end. But I, I, I guess Sean Payton knows what he's doing over there. He's won a Super Bowl. He's a smart guy, I, I guess. But Lamar Jackson fell. I thought the Patriots were going to take him at least one of the two times when they took a left guard and then took Sonny Michelle, who I think is going to be a great running back for. For New England, because they haven't had one, and well, I, they have. They they've been able to take guys and like mold them into perennial Pro Bowlers, like Deion Lewis, and and they they just had those guys. And I think with a really good running back, you're gonna be able to see them take some of the pressure off of Tom Brady. Whereas in that Super Bowl, they threw it like 50 times, and barely barely ever ran the ball. If you have a guy like Sonny Michelle back there, then you can give him the ball more and take just take the pressure off Tom Brady as he approaches his old age. Just keep building up that offensive line. Just keep protecting Brady, and he'll, he'll play till he's sixty. He'll he'll play till Darnold's out of the league. So, uh, is that? I think that's about it in terms of yeah for the draft. Yeah. Uh, Des Bryant. We I don't think we talked about him. He, he got cut, and J and Jason Witten retired. Yeah, a lot of stuff with the Cowboys. Yeah, Bryant got cut, and people are saying he's not going to get. That he's not going to get signed, but I don't think that that's true. I think well, he turned down a multi-year deal from Baltimore. He wants that one-year contract, and if it's going to come from anybody, it's going to be the Giants. So, so yeah, Giants for for Bryant. I I don't think he goes. That is the type of player that the Ravens would get, like when they got Steve Smith in his old age, or when they got uh, Mike Wallace, just to name a couple. The Jeremy Macklin last year. It's the type of guy they pick up, but I don't I don't see Des Bryant going to a small market. Not that Baltimore is a small market, but they're, they're certainly not in New York. Des Bryant is built for, like, New York, Boston, like, L.A. Des Bryant Des Bryant's built for L.A. Des Bryant is a big-name player, and he could benefit from a big-name city. That's what Dallas was. Maybe Dallas is not a city necessarily, but but, but as a, a team, team the way that Jerry Jones, very high profile. The way that Jerry Jones has just built them up, he they've become a big market. I, I ultimately think he goes to to the Giants. I don't care how much interest they do or don't for five. It just makes the most sense. And after them cutting Brandon Marshall, another the writing's on the wall that uh, Des Bryant goes to New York. Yeah, definitely. As for Jason Witten, great career, and the Eagles jumped them. In the second round, to take your tight end named Dallas, who presumably was going to be the next Cowboy tight end, but I didn't think the Eagles really. Well, they do because Salik left and Trey Burton left. They're going to need a new tight end to throw to Carson Wentz or Nick Foles. Definitely. Um, anything else we want to talk about with Des Bryant, or we can move on? Uh, yeah, we're done with that. Uh, right. NBA playoffs, the Utah oh. Jazz, my, my team, are. 
not laying me down, to say the least. Yeah, my team, David Fitzdale, let's, let's go. Take that for data. But, uh, back here. Yeah, the Utah Jazz, I, I really like the way this team plays. Uh, it's a league of a lot of super teams, a lot of big-name teams. However... The Jazz can become one of them. If they, Donovan Mitchell keeps developing... Yeah, teams. no, but, like, it's not a big market team. You look at Golden no, State, San Francisco, Oakland, it's massive. The Cleveland, it's a big market. But Salt Lake City, you don't really think of when you think of it's the Russia's small, it's big... The I'm very impressed with how the Jazz have built this organization up. Don Mitchell is a steal, obviously, at number 12. Uh, but the foresight to take a player that only averaged 26 minutes per game in college and was considered a disappointment by many, I mean, that's just impressive. It was a gamble, and it really worked out. And, uh, yeah, the crowd. The crowd is, I'm very impressed by Utah. To beat that Thunder team that everybody had coming into the year, all the big three, the, another super team in the West, they, they didn't really show much. Carmelo's at the end of the line. Carmelo was at the end of the line four years ago when he, when the Knicks were abysmal, they were like seventeen sixty-five. Carmelo was at the end of the line; he was injured, and he he's just taken those same like fifteen-foot jump shots that he that he's been taking his whole career and isolating. Except where he made them before, he doesn't now. Now he's bricking them, and if he doesn't do that, what is he? He's just a big name player with no role. So he he. I'm hearing them saying that he's done in OKC. I wouldn't, which I, would, I wouldn't be surprised because with a team with Russell Westbrook on it, he you can't have those ball dominant players like Carmelo Anthony. It's the problem that I thought that Chris Paul and James Harden were gonna have, but apparently they're they're not having that. Speaking of uh, Jazz victims, I mean next up on the list, hopefully. Have they won a game yet? No, yeah, they're one and one. The series comes to Utah tonight. Jazz Nation, right here. This is the new home for. For the Utah Jazz, I guess. We'll, we'll, we'll provide updates on that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, anything else you want to talk about before we sign off? Uh, Cleveland, that that was a vintage LeBron game and nobody batted an eye in Game 7. And they're already up 2-0 on Toronto. Toronto is never good against Cleveland. Oh, Eastern Conference, the Celtics blew a 23-point lead. Or no, the Sixers blew a 23-point lead. Yeah. That was the worst game I have, I've been since NBA career. And Celtics, without Kyrie, without Gordon Hayward for 81 and 3 quarters of a game, uh, they, <laughs> Terry Rozier is now coming to kill Ben Simmons. Well, I'll take he, it. He, he, already kept, he, already, he already caught a body in it. Eric Bledsoe. Now, you know, now they're wearing the, they're back to going with Drew Bledsoe jerseys for the Celtics. But I guess that's more recognizable Bledsoe, which, ooh, he was good. NHL, they were no, it doesn't yeah, the Golden Knights are good. Yeah, the Golden Knights. Good night. The Bruins are broken. That's true. The Bruins are broken. I've been hearing all year that they're going to win the Stanley Cup and beat Boston team that wins the championship this year. Not uh-huh. happening. Red Sox World Series will happen. Uh, but, yeah, the, the Bruins are struggling. They're, Tampa Bay's a great team after the Rangers gave them their whole team in exchange for one pick. And uh, Vegas is good there. I, Vegas, I, is, Vegas is my pick. I like winning for Vegas. Vegas is fine. my pick for, for finals. I don't even know who was in the other series. I know the Bruins are playing the Lightning. I think Vegas is playing someone else. Oh, no, I do know. The Capitals are playing the Penguins, and the Capitals actually have a... They're, they're tied in the series. Remember 94, the one time out of yeah. 11 tries that the Capitals have ever beaten the, the Penguins in the Stanley Cup playoffs. 
Uh, Jay, you want to talk about soccer? Well, just briefly. Um, Arsenal bottled it yet again. Uh, yeah, this is for this is for Al. Yeah, Atletico Madrid. I mean, I, I was pleased with only two players on the pitch, Xhaka and Chambers. I feel like they were the only ones. Xhaka always shows passion, but a lot of times doesn't translate to like actual performance. Recently, he's been picking it up. I thought to against Atletico it was a perfect example of what he can be. He controlled the game. He put effort into every ball. He wanted to, he wanted to be there. He embraced the semifinal and was really, other than Chambers, the only player that did that. Chambers as well also put in a good shift. He was uh, passionate. He really went for every ball. Like he, if there was an open ball and it was a one-on-one, he wasn't afraid to dive in, and I was impressed by that. I like I felt like, but overall the rest of the team, same old. It's a gutless, cowardless performance. A gut that's cowardless isn't word. It's a gutless, toothless performance, I should say. Um. I, it's the type of game that makes me happy to get going. Like, I feel sad. I, I saw Al tweet this on the... Uh, I feel sad games. about Wenger. Going, because he's done such a service to the club, and he's the greatest manager we probably will ever have. Yeah, Jay has... However, however, that same sort of uninspired, unmotivated, and same old Arsenal type of performance, that really makes me... Well, you know, this is why we got rid of him. Every time I start feeling just a little bit like, hmm, you know, maybe we made the wrong choice... I feel bad for the old man. He's fine. He has, he loves us so much. And then you go and see this. And I mean, it's just a testament. It's a perfect summary of his years at Arsenal. Just a good start. Lots of chances created. Everything. And then one goal. It all goes falls apart. There's no mentality. There's no mental strength. There's no organization. It's just all over the place. And I don't like it. And I really think we need to get some sort of uh, mentality drilled into the players. Whoever comes in, that needs to be their first task. Get the players to find an organization, find a collective mentality that we are not going to give up when we go to one nil down. Yeah, you've, you've infiltrated the personal Twitter with soccer people, and that's what I see every day when I log yeah. in. I log in trying to tweet about the Lord and Savior, Sam Darnold, and I just see your people tweeting, Begman sucks. Yeah. Uh, Liverpool, you'll never walk alone. Yeah, you'll I'll root against them in the final. Yeah, they're, they're in the final. Uh, Red Sox need a new pitcher because they, they're struggling. So, yeah, make FSG all that money, Liverpool, and we'll go get uh, somebody good. We'll get Clayton Kershaw. That's, wait, we, we already have too many lefties. Uh, yeah, Red, Red Sox started at, started at 17-2, and they struggled. They're, they're the lousy record of 22-9. and nine. Like what, what has happened there? Alex Corey, you want to explain where... We're only 22 and 9, only first place in the AL East. Yeah, we're, we're still winning the World Series. Hmm. It's all good. All right, it's going to wrap it up for this for this episode. Uh, if you want to, I don't know, follow us on Twitter at FirstGoalPC. You could, uh, blanking on it. That's really it. We buy the merch when it's coming out. Right. <laughs> yeah, if that happens. Listen to the other episodes. But yeah, it's going to do it for this episode. We'll see you next time.